0: God bless you as you listen.
1: Clap your hands unto the Lord. Give him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. You're welcome to Times of Importation, our midweek teaching service. It's a blessing to be able to gather. And for me, it's always a great privilege to share the Word of God with us all. And we've been looking at the parables of Jesus. This, I believe, is the fourth week and Jesus Christ I have said a number of times to you is the greatest teacher who ever lived and although he walked the earth more than 2000 years ago we can still remember a lot of the things that he taught to get to know Jesus and to be able to have intimate fellowship with Him, we need to know Him. To have intimate fellowship with Him, we need to know Him. And we can know Him from the things He taught, and we can also know Him from the things He did. And when we look at the teachings of Jesus, the things he taught, we realized that he often taught using parables. And these parables are illustrations that help us to grasp or understand certain truths. And that is why it is a good thing to learn about these parables of Jesus, to go through them, because there are so many valuable lessons that we can learn. Now, we have looked at the parable of the widow and the unjust judge. I believe that is the very first one we studied. And then we've also looked at the parable of the rich fool. We spent two weeks looking at that. And for this fourth week, we want to study and try to understand the parable of the rich man and Lazarus the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Give me some more volume please. And we are going to find this parable in the gospel according to Saint Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16 reading from verse number 19. Luke 16 verse 19 to 31. Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived each day in luxury. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open source. finally the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet the rich man also died and was buried and he went to the place of the dead There, in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. You see, rich people are used to sending others. They they are used to always sending people, go and do this, go and get this for me, go and buy this for me, go and carry out this assignment. And this rich man just didn't realize that things are different now. So he's ordering that Lazarus be sent to dip the tip of his finger in water to come and cool his tongue. He continues and says, I am in anguish in these flames. The King James says, I am in torment. But Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted, and Lazarus had nothing. So now he's here being comforted, and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm or a great gulf or a great valley separating us no one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there then the rich man said this time he was polite he said please he said please father Abraham at least send him to my father's home For I have five brothers and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, he was insisting, he said, no, Father Abraham. But if someone is sent to them from the dead Then they will repent of their sins And turn to God But Abraham said If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets They won't be persuaded Even if someone rises from the dead May the Lord add his blessing To the reading of his holy word Amen. So this is a parable famously known or popularly known as the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And I've explained to you that anytime you read any of Jesus' parables there is a need for you to try and identify what is the central decisive point of the parable? Or what is the main key note in the parable? It's always important to do that. Every parable has an essential message, a main message, a key note that it is trying to project. And so when we look at any parable at all, it is important to identify what that is. Central decisive point is, and in this parable of the rich man and Lazarus, the central decisive point is this that there is life after death. Everybody say, There is life after death. Say it again there is life after death. And that there are only two possible destinations after death. Heaven or hell. Hallelujah. So the central decisive point of this parable is that there is life after death with only two possible destinations. Heaven or hell. There is life after death With only two possible destinations, heaven or hell. Amen. So this is the main thing that this story or parable of the rich man and Lazarus is trying to convey. It is trying to get us to understand what happens when we die. And to help us to understand that there is life after death. When you die, you don't just die like a goat. Ella. There is a statement in Ga that says, To bonyo she kakla beye to bonyo she kakla beye to bonyo she kakla bayi. do you see? Ga is a very powerful language and you, you need to let your lips be thick when you are saying it to bonyo she kakla bayi. what does it mean? to Means dead goat. To dead goat. When we say a she kakla beye, it means it is not afraid of a knife. So that's all it means. To she kakla beye. So this statement is a powerful God proverb that is trying to explain that when a goat is dead it is dead and it doesn't have anything else to hear, even a cutlass or a knife that is a goat when it is dead, it is dead so a goat doesn't have a ghost have you ever seen somebody say that I saw the ghost of a goat or a cow before? There's nothing like that. The reason is because when a goat or a cow or a cat or a dog or a mouse, when they die, they are dead. Finito. You can't do much with them. Except to eat them but it is not so with human beings or with mankind when we die it is not the end or the cessation of life life actually continues after death and after death you can end up in only two possible places either you end up in heaven or you end up in hell. So this is the important truth that this parable of the rich man and Lazarus is trying to portray. Hallelujah. Now, there are important lessons also that we can learn from this parable. And I want to run us through the lessons. Lesson number one, life is full of contrasts. Life is full of contrast. Some have so much. Others have very little. Now, when we talk about a contrast, we are talking about things that are like the opposite of each other. So, for example, when we talk about light, we contrast it with what? With darkness. Alright? When we talk about day, we contrast it with what? Night. When we talk about the truth, we contrast it with what? A lie or falsehood. So anytime you talk about contrast, it's like you're talking about things in a certain way where it's like you, they they are like the opposite of each other. And ladies and gentlemen life is full of contrast and from this parable we can see that some have so much others have very little. It's one of the lessons we can learn from this. Life is full of contrast some have so much and others have very little. When you look at verse 19 to 21 of the same Luke chapter 16. It says, Jesus said, there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived each day in luxury. Now look at the contrast. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores as Lazarus laid there longing for scraps from the rich man's table the dogs would come and lick his open source mercy so it's a contrast in the story you see somebody who was very rich who ate good food like what what is good food jollof with what with what is it teki jollof with teki or toki alright what else is good food to you what food do you like best I'm assuming that that food must be good food Aple and what amadechi which one is the amadechi that one is which one Ademe, that's it, has the green. Green, what sort of meat is in it? Mixture ah, keta school schoolboys, keta schoolboys, very good food, healthy. All right, now this rich man ate good food, he was rich, he also Had good clothes to wear, he wore designer clothes, he didn't go to first line to go and get fair selection. Everything that he wore was designer, rich clothes, all right. And I'm sure that when you see him in his clothes, you can see that this guy has been well fitted for what he's wearing. you know sometimes you see somebody wearing something you, you, you begin to imagine a number of things that it was something that was handed over to him, his grandfather wore it, his father wore it and now it is his turn to wear it or when he was going to buy the thing, he didn't check it well so you can see that in the thing, I mean, it looks like he's wearing a parachute. Do you see? Ready to be released. This rich man, his dressing was spot on. I mean, you've not seen somebody who is dressed, or when you see the person, you look at the person with admiration. Sir, Paddy, you look very smart, Pa. That's how it was very nice clothes, meat. there was no mistake with it that was the rich man but then we see a poor man whose name was Lazarus he wasn't rich the only food that he could look forward to was the scraps or the leftovers from the rich man's table What fell off the table, or what the rich man didn't like that was thrown away, that's what he used to eat. And there are people in this life, before they can eat, they have to go and look through people's baller. Yeah. They have to look through people's baller before they can get something to eat. Even in America, it happens. Even in London, it happens. And there are poor places in in, in, in these countries that you want to go to. You know? Some of you, your only prayer is I want to go to London. I want to go to London. When I go to London, all my problems will be solved. Really? It's not like that. It's not like that. Don't believe it. Don't believe that traveling out of this country is the solution to all your problems. It may work out for some, but it doesn't work out for everybody. And take it from somebody who has traveled quite a lot, that there are people out there they wish they can come back, but they can't. Some of them, they don't even have the documents, they can't afford the plane ticket. The police is chasing them. It's not an easy life. So people are really poor. But people are also very rich. So life is full of contrast. There is the rich and there is the poor. There are those who live in great luxury and comfort and there are those who suffer great luck. There are the high ups in society and there are the low downs in society. There are the advantaged in life and there are the disadvantaged. What this means is that life is full of contrast and you can't run away from it. And as long as the earth remains there will always be this contrast. There will always be those who have and there will always be those who don't have. You can't really change it. You should just pray for yourself that God will bless you So that even if you don't have cry, you can have a comfortable life. May that be the story of your life in the name of Jesus. Lesson number two. The poor always seem to be at the mercy of the rich. The poor always seem to be at the mercy of the rich. There's another lesson we can pick up from this parable. In verse 20, it says... At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. Where was he lying? At the gate of the rich man. Why was he lying there? He was expecting something. He was hoping he would get something. So he was at the mercy of the rich man. Which meant that on the day that the rich man is in a good mood, he's likely to get something to eat. But if the rich man wakes up from the wrong side of bed, then you won't mind him. You will think that rich people will always have compassion for poor people. It's not like that. There are many rich people who are very impatient with poor people. And they feel that poor people are poor because they are lazy, because they don't want to work, Because they don't want to put in any hard effort. That's what a lot of rich people think. But sometimes when they are in a good mood, they may show some kindness. There are some rich people who are very kind and who use their money and their wealth to help others. If you ask me, riches, when you have them, must not just be hoarded they must be used to help others the unfortunate and the, the and, and the disadvantaged and the deprived of society that is the only thing that makes sense of riches because if you are very rich and all you do is to store them up one day you will realize that it is all vanity And it is all useless. But if you use your riches, your money, your wealth, your resources to help others, then your life is a fulfilled life. And God blesses you in the process. But the fact of the matter is this. That poor people always seem to be at the mercy of the rich. And this guy, Lazarus... He used to every day. I mean, I don't know what exactly was wrong with him. He had a lot of sores on his body. And every day, he would be found at the gate of the rich man. Maybe he couldn't walk. So his family members would carry him and come and leave him there every morning. Then in the evening, they come for him. So he was at the mercy of the rich man. And that's one of the things you see in this life. It is the rich who rule this world. It is the rich who dictates a lot of things in this world. And so poor people always live at the mercy of the rich. Number three. When you are very poor, you may not even be able to take care of your basic needs. When you are very poor, you may not even be able to take care of your basic needs we are talking about the parable of the rich man and lazarus and we are trying to pick up some lessons from it we understand that the main central decisive point of that parable is that there is life after death and there are only two destinations heaven or hell but there are lessons that we can pick and the third lesson is that when you are very poor you may not even be able to take care of your basic needs so in this case of Lazarus he couldn't go to the hospital the only doctors he could afford were dogs the only nurses who attended to him were dogs and anytime he came to lie there, the dogs would come and they would lick his soles they will lick him. why? why? Because he couldn't afford the basics. I mean, every human being, every human being should be able to afford certain basic things of this life. Like food. Like health. When you are not well, you should be able to go to the hospital. But ladies and gentlemen, it is not like that for many people. They can't. And when you are very poor, you can easily die. As was the case with this guy. He died. And notice that he died before the rich man. Because, well, I don't know whether anybody has been able to prove it yet. But there may be a lot of truth in it. That poor people die early. <laughs> maybe the reason why this is said is because the thing that will kill a poor man a rich man may be able to escape it for example malaria kills more people in this world than a lot of other diseases Than AIDS and all these things, malaria. And there are people who cannot even afford what are the malaria tablets, malaria treatment, malaria drugs you know about? Coatem, low fat. Mention the ones you usually take, the local ones. Above tonic, above. Tonic, what else do you take? Green leaves, it's it's treatment for malaria. I've never taken anything like that before, ever since I was born. Which other one? Neem neem that one is very powerful. This neem that you see around like that, it's a powerful medicine, and it can treat a lot of things. It's a, it, it's a kind of antibiotic and so when COVID struck it was one of the main recommendations if you can drink neem tea and then do um, hot steam what, what do you call that thing you steam that's where you get hot water then you put the neem leaves in it and then add water the wise call it what Uh, And then you put ginger. Some people even put pepper. Uh, Why not? No, no. I mean, black people. If you that the the hotter the thing is, (laughs) the more powerful it is. Uh, You put ginger. You put pepper. Then you cover yourself with a blanket. Then you inhale it. Oh, COVID will run away by the grace of God. When you are poor, there are many basic things you cannot afford. I'm telling you. And that is the poorest of the poor. May God deliver you from such a life. May God deliver you from such a life. There was a time when Christians thought that the poorer you are, the more spiritual you are. <laughs> that if you are poor, you can't afford a lot of things, it means that you are spirit, you are spiritual you are very spiritual what's that? heaven is for you, that's when you sing songs like, the, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through my treasures are laid out somewhere beyond the blue the angels back on me From heaven's Open doors And I can't feel at home In this world Anymore Yeah, so that's why we sing songs like that It's a beautiful song and there's a lot of truth in it But it seems to be a song that Gives a lot of comfort to a poor man That my world is not here I have another World in view In view I have another world in view Yes, Baba It is true (laughs) it's a very powerful song but sometimes songs like that are a source of comfort to poor people that as I'm struggling here struggling here, struggling here I'm hoping that when I get to the other side things will be much better poor people, when you are very poor you may not even be able to take care of your basic needs so that's another lesson we can pick from this, number four The fourth lesson to pick from this parable is that no situation on this earth is permanent. What did I say? No situation on this earth is what? Permanent. No situation on this earth is permanent. Verse 22 of Luke 16. From verse 19 we read about the poor man how he had sores. How he was laid at the feet, at the gates of the rich man. How he couldn't afford certain things. Dogs came to lick his saw and everything. But in verse 22 of Luke 16, it starts with the word, finally. Finally. It says, finally, the poor man died. And was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried. So once upon a time, they were all here on the earth. The rich man was blowing time. Was enjoying. Lived a life of luxury and comfort. Maybe for many, many years. The poor man was a struggler, hustling, couldn't afford the basic things of this life. And it was like that for some time, but it changed. Things changed for the rich man and things also changed for the poor man. The lesson we pick from this is that no situation is permanent in this life. Hallelujah. Are you learning something already? Number five, when you die, your body is what is buried. But the real you, which is your spirit or your soul, lives on. This is another lesson to pick from this parable of the rich man and Lazarus. I'll say it again. When you die, your body is what is buried. But the real you, your spirit or your soul lives on. When you die, your body is what is buried. But the real you, your spirit or your soul lives on. Verse 22 of the same Luke 16. It said, finally, the poor man died. But was that the end of his life? no the bible says he was carried now the poor man he died but the bible says he was carried I thought he was dead how come he's carried it just means that when you die your death is not like togonyu dead goats when a man or a woman dies he or she lives on notice also that the rich man also died and was buried but that was not the end of him either, the Bible says that in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment I thought he died, yes he did I thought he was buried, yes he was, but this same person who died and was buried the Bible says he was in hell and he lifted up his eyes and he was in torment So when we look at these two people the poor man and then the rich man we can see and this is something that Jesus was trying to get us to to, to grasp and understand that there is life after death because the real you is a spirit you have a soul and you live inside a body you are a spirit you have a soul and you live inside a body your body is a container which houses the real you and when you die the real you which has the features of your body comes out of you and it lives on And your soul is that part of you that is able to think, that has emotions, that has a will. So that part of you that operates in that realm is what we call your soul. So your soul has to do with your thinking, it has to do with your emotions, it has to do with your will. So everybody is actually a spirit and you have a soul and you live inside the body when you die the part of you that is buried is the body but your spirit together with your soul lives on and Jesus through this parable is revealing this to us you don't just die and that is the end of it when you die you actually live on hallelujah Number six. Your spirit either goes to heaven or hell period. (laughs) That's the next lesson. Your spirit uh, buried is not double R one R please correct it. When you die your spirit either goes to heaven or hell period. Amen. Look at verse 22 and 23. Put it up for me. Verse 22 and verse 23 of Luke 16 from the New Living Translation. It says, Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to be with Abraham. Hallelujah. Hey, which version do I have? The rich man also died and was buried, and his soul went to the place of the dead. Give me the King James Version, please. And it came to pass that the beggar died. So, so in, King, in the King James Version, the poor man was described as a beggar. Alright, that's interesting. Because when you are poor, sometimes your you, 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 you life is reduced to that of a beggar. You always have to beg. Now, when people say that you are coming, they say, Yes. A very unfortunate. May God deliver you from a life of a beggar. Now, he died and was carried by the angels to where? Where was he carried to? Abraham's bosom. Now, Abraham's bosom is another expression used to describe heaven. Abraham's bosom, so don't get confused, is another expression Used to describe heaven, so in essence, when the poor man died, he ended up where in heaven. But the rich man, when he died, the Bible says he was buried, and where did he go? Hell, where did he go again? Hell. So, when you die. It means that your spirit lives on and it either ends up in heaven or it ends up in hell. And there is no waiting area between the two. There's nowhere you transition. You stay there for 40 days. Because there are some religions and there are some faiths that believe that there is a place called Purgatory, where when you die you go and hang around there and um, your family can go and see the pastor and the pastor will pray for you and pray to the saints to help you so that you'll be transferred from purgatory to heaven. How cute. But it's wrong. Because there's nothing like that. There's no area you, 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 you go on transit. You know, there are times when you're traveling. Maybe you're going from, London, uh, from Accra. And you're going to London. Why Kumasi? Leave me to preach my preaching. Mercy, you are going to London. You are not going to any Kumasi. You are going to London. Now, if you decide to go with Emirates, airline, all right? If you fly with Emirates, you will by all means be taken to Dubai and then from there you pick another flight to London so in Dubai you just transition that's not your final destination you wait there for some hours I remember one time traveled from one country to another country I had to do transition for 15 hours (laughs) So that one, you're just at the airport. All right, just there. Not a very easy waiting period. So that's that's just a transit. When the time comes, you go on. There is no transit. When you die, you either end up in heaven or you end up in hell. Period. And this is based on this story or this parable that Jesus shared with us. The poor man died, and where did he end up? In heaven. The rich man died, and where did he end up? In hell. So understand that that is how it is. And this is Jesus himself teaching us. And there's a reason why he, he, he gave this parable. He was, You see, Jesus, he came to help us to understand a lot of things about the Father, a lot of things about life. He came so that we could have the truth about this life and about our our, our destiny hallelujah number seven the seventh lesson you can pick from this parable is that those who make it to heaven will arrive in grand style but those who go to hell they do so without ceremony (laughs) those who make it to heaven will arrive in grand style Those who go to hell do so without ceremony. Why am I saying that? Because it says in verse 22 about the poor man that when he died, he was carried by the angels. He was carried by the angels. That that suggests a certain ceremony and a certain triumphant entry. He was carried by the angels. Maybe the angels will be singing, blowing their trumpets. Akwa bolazi, akwa bolazi, akwa bolazi, akwa bolazi. Ceremony. That's how he arrived. But as for the rich man, when he died, the next thing we saw was that he was he was in hell. There was no ceremony. There's no ceremony. So when you're a righteous person, and when you die, there is a certain preparation and there's there's a sudden jubilation and celebration that takes place when a righteous man dies that's why the bible says precious in the sight of the lord is the death of his saints hallelujah so those who make it to heaven will arrive in grand style those who go to hell they do so without ceremony number eight we have almost closed hell is a place of torment Hell is a place of torment. Or it's a place of anguish. Means the same thing. Hell is a place of torment. Luke 16, 23 to 24. And he, that is the rich man, went to the place of the dead. There in torment. So the place of the dead here is describing hell. And it says that there in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. So hell is a place of torment. That's what you have to understand. There's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of anguish. There's a lot of discomfort. There's a lot of fear there is a lot of torment. So hell is a place that we must not end up in. And God sent Jesus Christ to die for us so that we will escape hell. So when it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Now that should not perish there is describing what happens to you when you end up in hell. So in other words, God sent Jesus Christ out of his love for us so that he'll come and die for us so that we can escape hell and make it to heaven why because if hell was a good place we would not need to be rescued from it it's a terrible place and it's a place of torment you say pastor have you been there before no and i don't have any intention of going there but i have to just believe what jesus said because his words were always true And if it says that the rich man was in torment, then it means that hell is a place where there's a lot of pain and anguish and sorrow and unhappiness. May you escape hell and may you make it to heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. And family, let's not play with this. Each one of us must determine that by the grace of God we will make it to heaven. Because the alternative is not good. That is why as we are serving God, we must strive to serve him properly. And understand that by grace are we saved through faith. And Jesus Christ is our passport into heaven. He who hath the Son hath life. And that life is describing eternal life in heaven. But he who hath not the Son hath not life. And that is why we preach Jesus. Because he's the only means by which a person can escape hell and make it to heaven. It's a serious thing. Sometimes people, people joke about hell. I mean I've heard people joke about it. It's a very unfortunate story. That there was a guy who died and he went to heaven. Then When he was in heaven, he was a bit restless. And he kept thinking that, okay, they told me that there's heaven and there's hell. Yeah, so I have a feel of heaven. But what is going on in hell? So he managed to run away from heaven to go and check out. It's just a a silly story that somebody made up. And he managed to run away from heaven to go and check out hell. And he said, when he got there, hell was jamming. They were jamming. They were jamming. They were having a carnival. They were blowing time. He saw all these wild musicians who used to smoke ganja and do. I won't mention anybody's name before somebody takes me on. He saw all of them there. Said they were partying. So he went to blow time. And then in the evening. <laughs> he went back to heaven. And when he got back, he went to meet Peter at the gate. He said, Hey! Where did you go? He said that, Oh, I, I went on a stroll. I, I went to the others. I went to check what was happening there. He said, Peter told him that you, is that what you did? That's it. You will not be accepted here again. And then the guy told her, oh, me now, I was coming for my things. (laughs) I I was coming for my things because it's really jamming there Over here, things are too cool. I'm not enjoying it. You see how stupid people can be and how silly they can be? Giving an impression that hell is a place to be enjoyed. No, it is not. It is a place of torment. Number nine, when you die, you retain certain basic senses and emotions or feelings. When you die, you retain certain basic senses or emotions. When you die, you retain certain basic senses and emotions. So in verse 23, It says, and he, that is the rich man. So when you die, you retain certain basic senses and emotions. Have you written that down? All right. Now, Okay, I'll explain that. But verse 23 says, and he went to the place of the dead. And then there in torment. Now notice, it says, he saw. He saw. That is the rich man. He saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. They were in heaven. He saw them. So it means that his sense of sight was retained when he died. Verse 24, it says, The rich man shouted, Ah! He could speak. He could speak. So although he was dead, he could see, and he could speak. And he said, Father Abraham, have some pity, emotions. All these people was, were dead But although they were dead, they were alive and they still had or could express emotions. He says, send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. My tongue. So, he he had feelings. He still had feelings. He, he, He still retained certain basic senses. He could hear because there was a conversation that went on between Abraham and the rich man. So, it means that when you die, you retain certain basic senses and feelings. You can feel pain. You can feel joy. You can feel sorrow. You can feel these things. So these things are part of you, are actually part of your spirit, the real you. So you need to understand that when you die, you retain certain basic senses and emotions of feeling, And you can get this from this parable. That is why it's important when you are reading your bible to try and understand have a deeper understanding of what you are studying which is why reading the bible and studying the bible is something that you must do with the help of the holy spirit one of the things that you must do constantly is to invite the holy spirit to open your eyes to see what you must see when you come to church and the word of god is being preached it must be your prayer that the holy spirit should open your ears so that you can hear what is actually being said because there are some powerful things Powerful revelations Powerful truths in the word of God And in this parable We don't just gloss over it As we are going deeply into it Like the way I'm doing That's why I'm teaching about the parable Because there are some important lessons that we must derive And one of the lessons from this parable Is that when you die You retain certain basic senses So, so your senses They say that there are five basic senses Sight. Smell. Hearing. Taste. And then what's the last one? Feeling. Alright. These are the five basic senses. So you can see. You can hear. You can smell. You can taste. And you can feel. Now these basic senses, you don't lose them when you die. They are still there. So, don't ever make the mistake of thinking that once I'm dead, I won't feel pain again. O'Malley, <laughs> you feel a lot of pain and you go through a lot of emotions. Hallelujah. Number 10, hell is a terrible place where even a drop of water is a luxury. That's the 10th lesson you can pick from this parable. Hell is a terrible place where even a drop of water is a luxury. Why? Because in verse 24 this rich man who was in torment in hell he pleaded with father Abraham he said have some pity on me send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue All your life have you ever been thirsty before and you ask somebody for a drop of water Has has that ever happened? No You want a glass of water a bottle of water you know when you are really really thirsty and obviously this rich man was very very thirsty and so thirsty was he that even a drop of water would have made a lot of difference to him he didn't plead for a glass he didn't plead for a bottle 500 liters 750 liters one liter bottle of 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 of, of, of water he said i want only a drop So, hell is a terrible place where even a drop of water is a luxury. Tell your neighbor, I'm not planning to go to hell. Number 11, never ever forget that the tables have a way of turning. I'll explain. Never ever forget that the tables have a way of turning. What do you mean, pastor? Verse 25 of Luke 16, But Abraham said to him Son, speaking to the rich man Remember that during your lifetime You had everything you wanted And Lazarus had nothing But now He is here Being comforted And you are in anguish What does it mean? The tables have turned And I want to say to all of us that this is a very important lesson that we must learn not just in this life, but let me say especially in this life because you see many people don't realize that everything can be okay for you today but tomorrow things may be different which is why when you are blessed you need to always give glory to God and you need to always be nice to people you must help people, you must be kind to people, the reason is because the tables can turn once upon a time there were people who were very rich today they don't have anything and you see that a lot in the political landscape when your political party is in power, you have a lot of money, you have a lot of contracts, you have a lot of posts, you don't respect anybody. But you don't realize that in four years' time, woman me. Woman do what? Check me. Yes, it's him. So there was one of the elections where this was a very major sign. I just say yes. yeah. yeah, same. Do, do you see? Others were saying twasso, twaso, twaso. Wait, wait, <laughs> so you see that very clearly. Political fortunes have a way of changing, and it's, a, it's a, I mean it's a very important lesson in life that's why i dare say that if today you find yourself in a position of privilege or you find yourself in a position of power be very careful how you treat others be very careful how you relate with others be very careful how you handle others because a time can easily come when the tables will turn you used to be up and the other person was down but the tables can turn this other person will now be up and you will be down and what you did when you were up will greatly influence what is done to you or for you or against you when you are down I say to you when you have somebody in your power Be very, very careful. Maybe today you you are a powerful person. You have a house help. Be very careful how you treat her. Because you don't know how life will pan out. When maybe your daughter may also become somebody's house help. Do you know? You don't know. But there's something they call the law of karma. It's an expression you know and the the equivalent of it is be careful whatever you sow you will reap all right so let's learn this important lesson that the tables have a way of turning and we see that here that now the rich man when he was on earth everything was okay for him he was living a life of luxury and Lazarus was a straggler. he didn't have anything. But now the tables have turned. Lazarus is rather enjoying and the rich man is in torment. There's an important lesson in it. And the lesson is that the tables have a way of turning. So let's live our lives with a lot of humility. With a lot of compassion. If you have the opportunity to show mercy to people, show them mercy. Show people Mercy. Because he says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. When people are in your power, be careful how you treat them, how you handle them. There are people you have workers, you don't treat them well. What you are supposed to give to them, you don't give to them. You handle them anyway, anyhow. But don't forget that the tables have a way of turning. And a time may come where you will now be at their mercy. So never ever forget that. I'm done. Should I finish or I shouldn't finish? Okay, it's okay. Number 11. They're actually 17 points. I've done 11. It's okay. Listen, rise to your feet and let us close. Eh, Sufficient unto the evening is the good thereof. Have you been blessed by this exposition on the parable of the rich man and Lazarus? Depending on how I'm feeling, I'll either continue next week or I'll, I'll move on to something else. Hallelujah. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight for what we've learned regarding the parable of the rich man in Lazarus. Thank you for the lessons that have come out. May we always remember these lessons and allow them to guide and direct our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And thank you, Father, that through this teaching, we get to see the reality of these two destinations, the reality of life after death, the reality of heaven, and the reality of hell. Help us by your spirit to live our lives in such a way that we will not end up in this evil, terrible place called hell, but that we would enjoy eternity with you in that beautiful new Jerusalem. In the name of Jesus. Help us to serve you well and to live for you. When we are wandering away from you, Father, draw us back. May we not make shipwreck of our faith and end up in any bad situation. I thank you, Father, for speaking to our hearts tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen.